Matthew 7. Hallelujah. Could preach about a lot of different things tonight. And uh, we'll talk about that here in a bit. But I feel like God's given us direction without a doubt. Amen. feel like God talked to me early this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your goodness, God. Thank you for, Lord, just giving us this great salvation. Lord, if we could only just realize the, Lord, the great price that was paid and what it was, what it took care of in our lives, God, and just rest in that, God, we thank you. Lord, I pray for each one here today. You know the battles. Lord, so many battles that are being fought in this house right now. So many people, Lord, that, that Lord, just feel it so much this more, this, this evening, God, in this prayer meeting that we had, Lord. The burdens people are carrying, God, but you came to break the chains. Came to give us victory, God. Came to set us free. And I pray, Lord, that you would just work in this, Lord, this message tonight, this teaching tonight. Help us, I pray, not only to hear it, but, Lord, to just receive it and be doers of your word, God. We ask you, Lord, to help us with that. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Read this chapter here earlier this week and just every bit of this chapter so rich and but I was brought back to it again this morning. Matthew 7, verse 13 says, Enter ye at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. Many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. God bless you. You can be seated. I'm going to preach to you a little while tonight. Easy street. It's not for me. I uh, I don't generally take a lot of time dealing with things like this, but I want to start off with something that I that I think is important for us. I, I came across some some uh, some footage, a clip online that uh, I shared with some of the men in the church of a, of a service that was, I, I'm not going to call names or, or try to, to make a mess of anybody and what they're doing, but God help us in this day we're living in that a service that was going on, uh, and, and, uh, it, I think it was New Year's Eve and, and the, the atmosphere, somebody had taken footage of it, put it online and it was, uh, there was a DJ there and playing secular hip hop music as people came to the altar and in the most lewd, not only dressed so provocatively, but moving so in, in dances of this world. and All in the name of church. All in the name of, uh, of, of being God's house. And later on, a lot of people got kind of upset about it and... And, and I want to address this because this affects us. The man was uh, interviewed by some people, and his response to that was, the church oughtn't be any, any, any more than just an extension of what we're living in this world all week long. That ought be no different than what you see and hear in this world when you come into church. He said, we oughtn't be like some foreign country we're in this world and we need to it, we need to relate to that people need to feel comfortable in that is that what the bible says can i tell you the word of god twice in the new testament calls the church strangers and pilgrims in this world amen jesus said we're in this world i'm not surprised that there's sin in the world I, I do my best to let people know that there's an answer for sin in your life. Amen. That Jesus came to, 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 like we said, to set the captives free no matter what your sin is. 
Somebody was asking me about specific sins that asked me, is this in the Bible that, that this is going to send you to hell? And, and is it true that if you live this kind of lifestyle, you're, you're going to go to hell? And, and I said, Can I, the Bible tells us that we're all on our way to hell without Jesus. I'm not here to put one person down and say, your sin stinks worse than my sin. No, we all need Jesus. Amen. And when we can recognize that Jesus is the answer to sin. Amen. The Bible says friendship with the world is enmity with God. And someone that would be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. I know the kind of pressure it says people that are so fanatical. So people that are so so excited, I guess, about Jesus. You know, something's wrong with us. Oh, listen to me. Praise God. Something's wrong with you. If you don't realize how great it is to be a child of the King. Something, something strange about how you look at Jesus and, and understand the Word of God. If it doesn't just make you Make just your everything in your life greater when you realize, amen, what God has done for you. Hallelujah. There, there ought to be a, I don't want what the world has. The Bible says, and we're going to read it later because there's some more in that context. But in the book of Romans, 12th chapter, it says, be not conformed to this world. Amen. Be transformed. Amen. By the renewing of your mind. Don't be conformed to this world. Praise God. I don't try to make my praise music sound like the world. I don't try to do my best to look like the styles of the world. Amen. I, I don't do my best to try to fit in. I tell you, God's delivered me and set me free from the chains that I had. Hallelujah. Bible says there's a God of this world. That's blinding the eyes of people. When you want to be like this world, you're following the God of this world. That's the devil if you're not sure of that. That's the enemy, the prince of the power of the air. Amen. I, I don't want to play games. I want to. The Bible says, come out from among them and be separate. Friendship with the world is to be an enemy of God. That's what the Bible says. Praise the Lord. So he says, come out from among them. Be separate. Touch not the unclean thing. Bible says the way is narrow. Few there be that find it. Bible says the gate is straight. That means it's tight. It's constricted. You can't just carry any old thing through that gate. You're going to have to let go of everything. And you're going to have to follow Jesus. Amen. The broad way is the easy way. Praise God. We're fighting this world. I don't like it. I don't like people's, oh, you know what, you're, you, you're just uh, uh, too extreme and too radical. Can I tell you, I want to love Jesus more today than I did yesterday. And I want it to show in every area of my life. I don't want it to be even a question that my life and every part of my life is surrendered to Him. Say, well, he doesn't look at this part of your life. All of me. Well, he doesn't care about this part of you. All of me. Every decision that I make, I wanted to, Jesus to be the Lord of that. Amen. I, I, I'm not interested in giving him part. I, I'm let go. Hallelujah. Being a living sacrifice is my reasonable service. We're fighting this world. We're fighting the influence of this world. Amen. The more you're glued to that phone, the more you're glued to those videos, the more you're glued to TV and movies that are trying. Don't tell me they're not trying to influence you. Don't tell me they're not trying to indoctrinate you. We've spent a lot of time on that in times past, and, and I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time now. But there is an agenda to destroy everything godly. Amen. To destroy everything biblical. This is the God of this world owns those airwaves. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're fighting this culture. We're fighting against this, the, the, the philosophies of this world. The spirit of this age, the Bible talks about, is our enemy. Praise the Lord. And that's why the Bible says, come out. Be separate. Don't, don't play with fire. Praise the Lord, you're going to get burned. Hallelujah. We're fighting this world. 
But what I want to really focus in on today, what the Lord laid on my heart, is our is something that several of you have testified about here recently. And uh, you're testifying about it because it's what the Word of God says. And, and you know it to be true. And we preach it more than we preach about this world and its ways. Greater danger than even the devil himself is our flesh. Amen. Our will. Praise the Lord. I saw Jesus himself never never bat an eye about the devil. It is written. It is written. It is written. Hey, you better know your Bible. We're going to get back to that, but can I tell you, he's quoting Old Testament Scripture getting the devil running. Praise the Lord. I'll tell you, if you don't know your word, you don't have authority over the devil like you need to. But I see him as our example, bowing and praying, not my will, but thine be done. I see a greater wrestling match with our flesh, with our will, than with the world. I know, I know I could get everybody happy about my preaching every day if I just keep on preaching about how messed up this world is. No sinners out there. And just talk about how messed up. Hey, I want to tell you, but you start talking about people's flesh. It's not going to be popular. Praise God. I'm not trying to beat anybody down. I want to try to help you understand the battle you're in. You've got to understand how this battle works if you're ever going to fight it and win. The, we have to recognize what, what it means day by day to crucify this flesh. We say, we quote a lot of Bible verses, and we're going to talk about this, but do we know how to accomplish it? Remember, you're talking about that armor. It's one thing to say, I'm going to put it on, but are you? Does that, what does that mean to you? When we talk about crucifying our flesh, mortifying the deeds of the flesh, do you know how to do it? You say, well, I think so. Don't think so. Know so. And don't feel foolish about it. We've we got to win. I, uh, I got up early this morning. I get up pretty early most mornings. And uh, was just reading the Bible, praying, and just my mind just was from so many. God's been really giving me so much in the Word of God here lately. I've got so many different things I feel like He wants me to address and preach. And, and uh, my mind this morning was just, just all over the map. And uh, I... I I deal with this. A lot of things, I, I, maybe I should say more about it. I try to just feed the sheep, and I don't really talk about the shepherd very much. But, but the battle of really hearing the voice of God is not only, not only what I'm reading and what I think is a good idea and having so many different things I feel like God's nudging me with. Lord, what timing do I need in that? And then things that, things that I'm going through, things that I'm dealing with, things that I, that a lot of different influences, and I gotta cut through all that and say, God, what do you want, what would you say? What do you wanna say to them? And I was really struggling with just getting a clear, clear sound. And, and, uh, I said, I'm just gonna, it's cold, it's windy out, and, and I said, but I'm just gonna, gonna bundle up and, and take a walk up Jackson Square Road, and I, I went for about an hour just praying and, and talking to God. It, but um, early in that uh, walk, I recognized, I saw something as I was walking, and water was just flowing down the side of the street that I was on the, the left side coming up this, this street, and, uh, and it was just flowing, and I, I saw that. And, and um, you know, it's not a creek or river, it was just runoff from the storm. But it was racing down that river. And you know what it was doing? It was finding the lowest ground that it could find. Because that's what water does. It just runs to the lowest spot naturally. Just follows the world. Follows the earth. Follows the ground to the lowest spot. It takes the easiest path. It takes the path of least resistance. Amen. That's what it does. And as I walked and I prayed and... Tried to keep my feet wet, dry rather, 
I, I felt like the Lord was telling me that's, that is the battle of the flesh. To recognize that you want the easiest way possible. That doesn't sound evil. But let me tell you something. Jesus started talking about the cross. And Peter said, come on, not so, Lord. And Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Because you're savoring the flesh. You're trying to keep me from the cross, which is the hardest way possible, and everything that goes against my flesh. Praise God. So it doesn't seem so evil. But so often it's complete opposition to what the will of God is in our lives. Amen. And when you realize, look what it says in 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy 3. I know there's not a lot of people. You, you don't fill pews by talking about how difficult it is to say no to your flesh. To say no to the battle that's going on inside of you and say, I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go against the current. Amen? I'm going to go against my will. Praise God. I was doing a little Bible study this week and talking about Abraham. And Abraham had a promise of God. He tried to work it out in the flesh, didn't he? Hagar and her son Ishmael were a work of the flesh. It wasn't God's will. It was carnal. It was Him trying to work it all out. And it, it, it was not the, the plan of God. And there came a time when He did have a son by promise, by faith. Amen? And God said, you take the son of the bondwoman and put him out. There, there, that's, you you got to say no to your works to try to w- bring the will of God forth in your life. And you got to put that out. And the Bible says Abraham struggled with that. It was hard for him to say goodbye to Hagar. It was hard for him to say goodbye to Ishmael. And I thought how hard it is to say no to your flesh and say yes to faith. How hard it is to say I'm not going to I'm not going to try to work it out anymore, but I'm trusting God completely. And you'll see that typology, you'll see that symbolism throughout the Word of God of how you've got to turn your back on your will. Amen. 2 Timothy 2, verse 3. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. You're, you're not just flowing downstream like everybody else. Now you're a soldier. You're not hiding from a battle. You're running into the battle. Amen. You're not, you're not looking for your will. You're looking for the will of God to, to bring victory in your life and in the lives of others. And that's not going to be easy. So you have to endure that. You have to endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. You're going to have to be, get up and be able to say, you know what, this isn't easy, but I'm not looking for easy street. Amen. I'm not looking for the narrow way. Everybody... Praise God. It's easy to say, I believe in Jesus is great. But when it comes down to crucifying your flesh, that makes a difference. Amen. You can pray and say, oh, I pray. But yeah, but do you say no to your will? When your flesh rises up, can you crucify it in Jesus' name? Because I'm telling you, there's a difference. I'm Man, I'll tell you, we had good prayer here tonight. And I'm not taking anything from prayer, but prayer does not take the place of modifying your behavior. Amen. And doing what God wants you to do. God says, okay, stop doing that. And you say, I'll pray about it. I've had somebody one time, one time in all the years, I told somebody, I said, well, you know this is the will of God. You're right. You know this is what God said. You're right. I want to pray about it. I kind of just perked up a little bit and said, what do you mean you'll pray about it? You just said you know it's God's will. I'm not going to pray whether I'm going to do it or not. I'm going to pray I have the right attitude. Okay. (laughs) Good. It it doesn't matter. Praise God that you, you look at some of these. We're talking about Abraham. 
God testing his faith with his son Isaac. You think that was easy? You think he didn't stay up all night and say, God, I, I, I hope I heard you right. And, and God, I can't believe this, but God, I, I'm going to trust you can just keep this promise in my hand. Amen. We're used to letting our, our will just flow like the water to the lowest, to the easiest path. Praise God. Endure hardness as a good soldier, Jesus Christ. You've been called into his army. Amen. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life. People today in church are so tangled up in things that don't, don't count for anything. Wasting your time. Amen. When you need to be more focused in on getting as close to God as you can, loving Him, building up your faith in Him. Amen. Praise God. No man that warreth entangleth himself in the affairs of this life. Praise God. You, you don't see soldiers out there under fire saying, I'm just trying to find the right filter for my selfie. <laughs> I just want to get a lot of people to like me. Come on now. We got bigger things to worry about in this world. Amen. There's a battle going on. And some of that is, is your flesh. Praise God. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life. You know what? You're making it harder on you than it needs to be. It's not going to be easy, but you get tangled up in this world and things of this world. The Bible says the cares of this world will keep you from bringing forth fruit unto perfection. Amen? There's the thorns that will choke out the fruit. Are you hearing me tonight? So caught up in things that have nothing to do with the kingdom of God. Stealing your victory. Praise God. You say, well, I've got some problems on my job. I've got some problems in my home. I've got some problems. We do. I hate that. And I'm going to pray for you. Pray things get better. Praise the Lord. Amen. God help us. It's not easy. Sometimes we get hit from all directions. Praise the Lord. But if you're not focused in on God, you allow yourself to get focused in on all the, the drama of this world and all the things that are going on in, in, in whatever. It's sports or who cares what kind of kind of relationships are going on in, in, in Hollywood. And, and, and you're losing your victory over it. Amen. You're, you're losing your victory. over. You're talking more about those things than you are about the word of God. God help us. And if a man strive also strive for masteries, yet is not crowned, except he strive lawfully. You got to do it right. I, I just, in prayer, in that walk that I took, I, I just put some things down in my phone that uh, some of these I might just mention a little bit and move on. Some of these things I might spend a little bit of time in, but we won't go late. Our flesh tries to take that easier path. And a lot of times it, you don't recognize it because it just happens so naturally. Because that's what flesh is. It's natural you. But we want to get you focused on supernatural you. Spiritual you. Amen. When you're acting like the natural you, like the old you, that one that was crucified and buried, that's whether you think it's good or bad, it still needs to be put back in the grave. You know it's easier to get angry than it is to just be reasonable and try to work things out. That's an easy, that's a, that, that is such an easy path to just lose your temper and, and say things you're going to have to apologize. That's an easy path. That's a flesh. You go ahead and read the works of the flesh. Anger, wrath, and malice, and strife, and contention. That's, that's flesh. And it's not Jesus. It's not the Holy Ghost. It's not fruit of the Spirit. But it's easy, isn't it? It's easy to just go ahead and say, well, you know how, how angry I was. Well, praise God. That's why you're saved and you got the Holy Ghost. Amen. I, I, I just blows my mind sometimes, you know, in church. God's moving and God's ministering and we're seeing beautiful things happen. And that doesn't mean there's not going to be disagreements. There's not going to be misunderstandings. There's not going to be a lot of different things going to pop up. That's just because we're people. Amen. 
But I never understand why people come, man, just, just taste of the blessings, the good things of God, and just it gets feed on the Word and feel His Holy Ghost is working in services, and something, something goes different than what they would like, and something upsets them, and, and they get angry or say, why not just say, hey, why do we do it that way? Wouldn't that be amazing to just find, maybe you have a great idea. Maybe somebody prayed about it. Somebody. Maybe somebody thought about it and thought about it and thought about it and prayed about it and prayed about it and prayed about it. And maybe there could be a reasonable conversation about it. Because I tell you this, I just don't, I thank God for, for the, the wisdom that's in this church and the help. But getting angry about things is just the easy path. Now, I'll just start there and be the bad guy and talk about getting angry in church, but I'm going to really talk about what happens at home. Amen. Because it's easy just to get angry. It's easy just to say things you, you know right well that wouldn't be if Jesus was sitting in the, the chair across from you. Amen. But you take the, the flesh is the easy way. It's hard to just say, you know what, I need to pray and have control over my spirit. I need to have control and when it's in my mind, when it's in my, my heart, before it ever comes out of my mouth. Amen. That I can start getting victory over my flesh. That you can start bringing forth fruit when it's difficult, that you can still bring forth good fruit. And you can disagree agreeably. Amen. You can, you can disagree in a way that might be able to bring a resolution and be able to build somebody up. I know some of you say, I don't believe it's possible. I'm going to tell you what, you need to read your Bible. Be angry and sin not. Praise God. It's just so easy to lose control and then blame somebody for it. It's easy. It's easy to blame. That's a first, really one of the first evidences of sin and flesh in the garden. Right? It was that woman you gave me. That's the, you know, what a wimp. Throwing off on his wife. Not being able, it's harder to take responsibility. It's harder to say, you know what, if I would have been praying, if I would have been man enough, if I would have been a child of God enough to really be able to stand and say, hey, this is, this is a life I need to live. Amen? Because it's easier to be a pushover. Amen. It's hard to say, no, I'm not going to do it that way. No, I'm, I'm going to stand on my integrity. It's hard to say, you know what, I don't, I, I can't go along with that. And it's, you know, I wish you no ill will, but, but I'm going to stand my ground. But, but so often, people just like the water running down the side of the street. They're just taking the easiest route possible. But that's the narrow way. Or that's the, the broad road. It's easier to just blame. I've got a good reason why I'm acting carnal. That's the easy route. But somebody that can take responsibility and say, you know what? I haven't been praying like I ought to. I haven't been spending time in the presence of God like I ought to. I pray, but I don't... I'll tell you, everybody prays. Just ask them. But do you really get a hold of God? Do you really press into the Spirit? Do you spend time and get up with strength? That's where how you win the battle. Uh, I'm just telling you, there's, there's praying and then there's praying. And when you want to really fight a battle against your will, you're going to have to be like Jesus in that garden. You're going to have to just press on through a little bit. You can't just go through these routines. It's going to have to be bearing your soul, getting real. You, you, you're not. We, we quoted it earlier, that effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous man. Amen. There's something about when you're really, God's going to take some of you to a place where you got to understand what it means that in prayer, hallelujah, we're going to get to this. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but you, in prayer, you get some victory. Praise the Lord. We already kind of mentioned it a couple of times, but, you know, reading the word of God 
is going to be a crucifying of your flesh sometimes. Amen. There are parts of this Bible that I can go turn to just like you and say, man, uh, I love some of, some of these books are just so easy to get something out of. Right? Praise the Lord. Just, just I know I can go there and get something. I want to tell you again, if you're going to be a solid Christian, you're going to have to work through this Bible. Amen. I know you start, and I know it gets hard. Praise the Lord. You say, I get a lot out of this one book. Read it all the time, but get back to working through. Take a time to work through this Bible, because there's some things in there. Listen, any parent knows this. There's fun times. There's times your children don't want to hear what you have to say. Amen. Your flesh doesn't want to hear everything that's in this. And sometimes it's hard to understand. So you've got to dig in. You've got to pray about it. You've got to ask questions. And that's, uh, that's too difficult. I can just go back and I can read another psalm. Of course. Of course you can. That's flesh. Now listen to me. I know God. Sometimes he says, you know what? I really feel like God's leading me over here. You know, there's some places God never leads you. And you know that. And you know why. Amen. But that does happen. I'm not saying just just organize God out of it, but have a plan to read through your Bible. Amen. What do you think would happen if you read through this Bible every year? Amen. What do you think could happen to your faith? What do you think would happen to your ability to help somebody? Would somebody come to you and ask a Bible question? Would somebody come to you and say, hey, I was reading something. What do you think about that? Ah, that's what the pastor's for. Really? That's so easy. I want to help. And if hey, there's sometimes maybe you're going to have to say, I don't know. And you know, there's going to be sometimes I'm going to have to say, I'm going to have to get back to you on that too. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you say, I need to get in this book, I need to get in this, make it a, a priority. Listen, I'm telling you, it's your flesh. There's a lot of things you can read about the Bible. And uh, if there's a place, oh, look, there's a good scripture that, that my devotional gave me. Well, that's good. But you know what? You pull those things out of context and have somebody tell you uh, an, one application of that out of context. You will never get as much as working through the Word of God. You want to read a comment? You want to read a, a, a devotional? Great. Read it, but work through the Bible. You want to read Psalms 14 times a year. Great. Work through the Bible. Amen. It's going to help you. It's going to help you. There's some things in there that it's, it's, going, to just, it's going to work in your life in a greater way. It's going to help you. There's some things you don't want to hear but you need to hear. And it's going to come up right at the right time. And it's going to hit you. There's been times, how many know what I'm talking about, where you're just reading the Bible and bam, it hits you in the face. You say, okay, Jesus, you got my attention. you got to make that happen. And you are lacking if you don't have a good grasp of this Bible. And you didn't come to this church and hear that it's okay to just slide because of, because the preacher loves the Bible and digs into the Word and eats it up every day. That's not enough. That's not enough. The people that are doing, uh, being strong in this church are people that get to know this word. Can't get enough of it. That is a fact. But it's not easy. It's not easy. It's easier to read something, you know, from, from this world. It's easier to read a novel. It's easier to read, uh, uh, you know, something that, that might be a self-help book. It's easier, yeah. But if you can get more out of that than the Bible, you need to figure something out. You gonna stand before God and tell Him, "Oh, I got something so good out of it." But did you? How much time did you spend in His Word, really digging in there, really digging into the Word? Amen. Ask some questions. It's okay. I love that. Anybody that knows me knows I, I would love more than anything to talk about the Bible with you. There's a lot of stuff. Honestly, let's just be realistic. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. There's stuff I'd rather be talking about the Bible. Right. It's the truth. There's nothing more exciting to me, nothing more satisfying to me to dig in there. It helps me. It helps you. It's, it's amazing. That's what the Bible says. Put it on your walls. Talk about it when you walk in the way. It's the Word of God. Do you know enough to eat talking about it? 
When was the last time you just shared with a brother or a sister? Oh, you know what I was reading the other day? Oh, man, i got to share this with you. It's beautiful. Amen. But you want the latest gossip? The latest thing you think somebody's... Come on. What a waste of time. This will make you better like nothing else. It will make you better. It will sharpen you like nothing else. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, you know it's easier to fall into bad company than good company. Praise the Lord. Get back to the Bible. I didn't think I'd say that, but get back to reading. Talk about reading the Bible, preacher. It's easier to find people that will bring out the worst in you than the people than to find people that will bring out the best in you. When the Bible says iron sharpeneth iron, you got to seek that out and recognize that that's going to help you wear down some of the rough edges. It's going to wear against your flesh. Well, praise the Lord. We are to be witnesses in this world, but again, we are not to be. Friendship of the world is enmity with God. We are to shine our light, but that's not our fellowship. That's not where we're, we're, we're telling people our woes and our struggles. We're trying to, trying to shine a light. And uh, you need to be careful. Especially with the opposite sex. Praise God. You think you're more spiritual than David? David, a man after God's own heart. David, a king of God's people. Killed a giant. Wrote so many psalms. Praise the Lord. Probably the whole way to that bedroom door had a plan. Not this guy. I'm not going to mess up. Not David. Praise God. You know, it's easier just fall in a wrong kind of relationship than to wait on the will of God. To try to build up your character so that you can be the blessing to the right kind of person that will bless your life. I don't know how many times I've told single people, I won't say young people, but single people, why would the right kind of why would a virtuous woman that's been praying and her family praying for the right guy want you? Hello? Why would you be attracted to somebody that can be a blessing to your faith? You need to think about that. I've prayed for the spouses of my children from the time they were born, like you have. Amen. I've told people already, do you think you're the answer to those prayers all those years? Say, that's tough. Is it? I think that's just the way it is. Amen. What kind of faith, what kind of victory do you have in your life that would be attractive to somebody saying, I need somebody who's going to fight the devil with me. Somebody that's going to keep the devil out of our house. Somebody that's going to keep the devil off our children. Somebody that's going to stand in this world and have faith and pray for me when I'm down, when I'm hurting. Somebody, when the devil's all over my back, is going to be a blessing to me and not step on my faith. I've seen good folks with good ministries go through hard times, and it's a lot harder because they didn't get yoked up with somebody that could help them when they were down. It was more about their flesh, and that's easy. Man, man, bad relationships, dime a dozen. People are like, oh, wow, I can't believe it. I'm going to tell you, I've told people this already, and I'm not trying to be upset. I've known people that have been severely mentally challenged and they've got boyfriends and girlfriends. You know, just because somebody thinks you're the great doesn't mean doesn't mean that was something to brag about. Anybody can get somebody. But the question is, is this somebody that God wants you to be with? So that's that's not easy because we're living in a world we you want companionship. You want that, but but don't don't follow your flesh. Phew. I didn't get to the main one yet. Some of you are laughing. Some of you aren't. I don't care. <laughs> this is the one that God really just put on my heart. and 
sister called this morning and we prayed and some of the things she said, I said, that I'm going to tell you exactly what I put down in my notes for tonight. And it confirmed it so much. And this is how it was laid on my heart. I have here, it's easier to clean your garage or your kitchen than it is to declutter your mind. You can be so good at organizing things, but have such a, such a mess between your ears. And we all fight that battle. But learning how to kick some things out and bring the right things in. Amen. We're not talking about just casting things out, cast things down. You got to, praise God, you got to put the right things in. That's got to be what you choose to put in your mind. I, I hate it. I hate it. I pray for you, church. I pray for you that you don't waste your time feeling all the junk and, and focus on and every, every foolish thought that the enemy put in your mind. It's time to get organized. It's time to just throw some things out. Praise God. It's time to just look at some things and say, you know what? I'm not going to waste any more space in my mind on that. It's not right. It's not, it doesn't belong there. Romans 12, we, we quoted this at the beginning. And we're going to come full circle here with this. I'm not done yet. But it's so important that we, we examine what's going on in our minds. And understand, you can't take charge over that. You can't control just everything that kind of wanders through your mind. But you can, you can just control what you focus on. Yes, you can. Now, if you're one of those very young children or, or one of those mentally challenged folks we were talking about, maybe not. But I'll tell you, God's given you not a spirit of fear, but of power and love and what? Sound mind. Be not conformed to this world, Romans 12, 2. But listen, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, this is one of those verses I was talking about, like the the armor that I don't believe that it's just a matter of saying God renew my mind or Lord thank you for a renewed mind or Lord give me a new, renewed mind it's a matter of you need to renew your mind it's a matter of saying you know what I'm going into this prayer with a bunch of clutter in my mind and I'm going to get victory over that, get renewed. That means when I first got this and I was excited about Jesus, I was excited about what God's doing for me, and I believed everything He said, I'm going to be renewed. I'm going to have a new mind. All the garbage, all the junk, all the lies of the devil, I'm kicking it out, and I'm getting back to that first love where God is everything. Amen. I'm renewed. That takes you. You've got to do that. God bless you. You can say it all you want. You know, oh, you know what? Brother Mike could say, why don't you change your oil? Well, I pray about it all the time. You say, that's different. Not a bit. Not a bit. Renewing your mind is something you've got to do. The Bible talks about doing it day by day. We are renewed day by day. Say, I prayed really hard. Did you renew your mind? Oh, I talked to God and I, I said some of His promises. Did you renew your mind? That means you kick out all the, the garbage and the lies and you get back to that newness that says God is everything. The devil's a liar. Amen. You get a new experience, a new infilling, a new touch, a new blessing. Amen. It's available. Some of you that are shouting around this, praise God. If you think you have an, have an excuse, I think it's Sister Emily over there shouting and jumping and dancing and stomping. And What's your excuse? She didn't wait to the second song. And I, it wasn't just her. But just getting into the presence of God. It's there for you. 
But what are you doing about it? You say, I just, I hope God, no, it's not hoping. You just get it. You just get in there. You got it once, you get it again. You had an experience, you do it again. You get renewed. Get renewed. Do what you did. Do your first works over. That's what the Bible says. Do the first works. Oh, yeah, years ago, I, you know what I did? Renew it. Renew it. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. Be not conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You're so carnal because you allow that stuff to build up and you need to be renewed. Made new day by day. That's a thing. That's a thing you do. You can have the same kind of... You won't be renewed if you coast the easy route and just do the least bit of praying so you can say you prayed. Least bit. You open up a Bible and and Jesus wept, so I read my Bible. It's not much better than that some days. Help us, Lord. Praise the Lord. I read a, I read a verse. I read of this. Well, help us, God. If you're going to be transformed, your mind's got to be renewed. You've got to learn organizational skills in the most important place in your life, and that's your mind. There's some stuff you need to throw out. There's some things you need to throw out. Let Get rid of it. There's some things. It doesn't need to clutter up your mind anymore. Let, throw it out. The devil tells you, no, I threw that out. I'm not going to spend a moment thinking about it anymore. I, 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 I put it in the trash. I'm not going to believe the lies of the devil anymore every time he tries to bring it up. Why can he bring those same lies up to you over and over again? Why can he bring those same snares? Because your mind's not renewed. And what's going to happen is you're going to end up being conformed to this world. You're going to learn. You're going to be more. You're going to relate more. You're going to relate more to this world. It's going to be more appealing to you. There ought to be things that just don't help us, God. Some of these things oughtn't be so tempting to some people. But you know what? You leave the carnality in your mind. You spend more time in, in this horrible entertainment that's put before you rather than the Word of God. Be renewed. Be renewed. Organize your mind. Let's bow our heads in prayer. God, thank you, Lord. We, we all need this. We all need this. We all need to take a look. It's easy. It's easy. That's the battle. It's easy to just kind of let things pile up in our minds and begin to wear us down. Allow things. You say, I'm not allowing. No, you... You've got to actively begin to declutter. Actively say, God, this isn't, this isn't what you told me. This isn't the truth. This isn't something I need to carry around with me. Oh, I, I feel it so often. And even, even in this service tonight, where God's moving in such a powerful way, some people just bound with the... The thoughts just holding them back from really just having a breakthrough, having that renewing. Where you ought to just be able to feel that presence of God and feel like it just clean. Oh, hallelujah. I'm trying to help somebody. I'm trying to help anybody that will listen. This battle to try to take an easier way this battle trying to just let your flesh have control rather than fight against it, endure the hardness and fight this fight of faith. God's going to help you. But you first have to recognize the battle that you're fighting is not an easy battle. That's why it says to endure hardness. Oh, yes. Help us go. Help us go.
in Jesus' name. Help us. Help us, Lord. Reach out. God sees your need. God sees your battle. And he's already told us he's got what it takes to win. Question is, are we going to listen to our will, our flesh? Are we going to listen? To his word, his promise. Oh, yes, God, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. that Jesus went to to pay for our sins. And it's a cross that he tells us we've got to carry to be his disciples. No easy feat to bear the cross. But it is a clear picture of denying ourselves. One of the hardest things this generation is going to have to face to say no to our flesh. But all oh, the help is there. God's going to help you every step of the way and give you the, the victory, the liberty, the freedom. Oh, to walk in that renewed life. Oh, help us, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let's all stand, Father. Thank you again. Just a great service tonight. Just your presence moving among us. Thank you for your, Lord, for your help tonight. Lord, help us, I pray, to just be doers of your word, not hearers only, God. That's where the blessing is. God, give us your strength and your help. Equip us and enable us, God, day by day to just be renewed in you. Lord, we love you. We thank you, Lord. And just pray that you just keep us safe as we travel. Bless, Lord, each home, each family, each life, God, for your glory. We give you the praise and we give you the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. God bless you.